I am for truth, no matter who tells it. I am for justice, no matter who is for or against it. I am a human being first and foremost, and as such, I am for whoever and whatever benefits humanity as a whole. Malcolm X. It's a wonderful day, you guys. I am your host, Kara Bookworm, and this is officially my first podcast post. I am still figuring things out. I'm not at all tech savvy or not very tech savvy, but so far it appears to be coming together nicely. And so I am really excited about our future here together. Many of my podcasts will correlate directly to my blog posts and some of my Facebook posts. So if you've not yet gotten the chance to subscribe at carebookworm.com, you may want to look into doing so since everything is connected and will allow for the obtainment of the entire story and not just pieces of a story. I do elaborate more on my podcasts and my podcasts are going to be a little less formal than my blog, but my blog does provide users with various other links to gather a deeper understanding of things coupled with various other incentives like free trials, etc., etc. So stay tuned. According to some philosophers, such as Socrates, wisdom begins in wonder. And depending on a person's religious beliefs, such as Christianity, it's also thought to be acquired from a higher power. Regardless of where you think wisdom originates from, and regardless of what background you stem from, one thing is for certain. Wisdom is always coupled with a fair amount of self-education. It comes from a deep desire of wanting to know the truth. In today's society and societies from the past, the truth is many times concealed for various reasons from the general public. And in order to acquire it, you must go out and seek it on your own accord. For example, in today's climate, some of the atrocities that blacks or African-Americans have experienced in America in the post-Civil War era are being brought to light. One incident is known as the Tulsa Race Massacre. The event that occurred on May 31st, 1921, and according to History.com, it was one of the worst incidences of racial violence in U.S. history. And despite the fact that hundreds of people lost their lives on that day and thousands more were left without homes, very few people knew about it. Black Wall Street, according to the Red Cross, after the mayhem and pandemonium that broke out in Greenwood over the two days, Approximately 1,256 homes were burned to ruins and 256 more were looted. Many prosperous black businesses were among the buildings that were either entirely destroyed or utterly damaged during the incident. By anyone's standards, it was a huge story, massive. And yet it has taken a century, one full century, to make the news. To be clear, additional information and background can be gathered on the carabookworm.com website. The posts that are affiliated to certain podcasts will have the same name. So for example, the name of the podcast, this podcast is Seek Truth by Questioning Everything. And similarly, that same name can be found for the podcast or article on carabookworm.com because they are linked directly to one another, which makes it easier for you to find and refer back to. So if you 
or if I say something that you don't like or I've said something that you do like and it pertains directly to a post that I've written, you can always feel free to comment about it by logging in or not logging in and just commenting on it directly as a guest. Now, to elaborate a bit more here, on the website, for example, if you like the backstory on what initiated the pandemonium that ensued that day, there are links that I've provided directly in the posts so that you can not only see where I've acquired some of my information from, but also so that it allows for a better understanding of the overall story, making for a clearer picture. So in this particular situation, I believe what initiated the uproar with the two separate communities was that there was a younger black male who entered into a building or structure and may have entered into an elevator where he was placed into close proximity with a white female and something happened during that time that caused the white female to feel as though she had been somehow violated perhaps sexually and so I believe that she ran out immediately of the structure and made some commotion about it, which then transitioned into the unfortunate state of affairs that took place that day. Many stories similar to Black Wall Street have warranted some amount of notice and have gone unnoticed, like Seneca Village, etc., etc. And it's come to a point where today, to acquire truth, we're nearly forced to go out and seek it on our own accord. One question that we may want to consider asking ourselves is, is it reasonable to expect truth since it seems that it has always been the case for the most part to an extent that truth has been suppressed and omitted and many philosophers, scholars, and the likes um, of them have attested to that fact because when we do take the time to look Oftentimes we don't have to look very far to find much. And so it's definitely something to ponder about. Topics related to COVID-19 have also been sparking much controversy. We are still very much in the middle of this pandemic. There is a lot that we don't know and we have had yet to see how many things will materialize. When it's all said and done, there has been much debate surrounding the issue of mask wearing from the start of the pandemic. People who live in the United States of America have received conflicting information on what seems to be a daily basis from both local officials and leaders of the country. For example, initially we were told countless times by many credible sources such as Dr. Jen Ashton, who is a surgeon also, we were told that masks don't prevent the spread of the virus and that they provide an emotional or psychological benefit, making people feel as if they are protected when they are in fact not. And it should also be noted that she still stands by this claim, coupled with various other doctors. And despite that fact, many local officials have created rules, regulations, and restrictions that they believe will keep the American people safe going as far as to implement mandates. Joe Biden intends to, if he is ever elected, to essentially force Americans to adhere to laws and actions that are deemed essentially 
unwarranted by certain medical professionals who've practiced in their industries for decades and as such are no novices. In fact, much of the information that the American people are presented with today seems to absolutely defy logic as it pertains to this virus. In America, we're also being told that to get back to some amount of normalcy, we must have a vaccine that some have speculated may entail being chipped, traced, and tracked, despite the fact that there is a high survival rate and a high recovery rate coupled with a consistent decline in mortality. This is causing a lot of suspicions from a wide variety of people on both ends of the spectrum. Additionally, there has also been a lot of information surrounding the issues of hospitals being incentivized monetarily to inflate mortality numbers that are linked to the coronavirus. Both liberal and conservative outlets, USA Today and experienced doctors like Dr. Scott Jensen via Fox News have admitted to the fact that hospitals are being paid higher amounts once a patient is found to have had the virus and they are said to receive three times that amount, up to 39,000 if that patient is placed onto a ventilator. Many people are finding themselves utterly confused by many of the things that are materializing in today's society as much of it fails to make any amount of sense at all. And while many do have an innate desire for truth, the majority of individuals for various reasons tend to rely on mass media outlets, primarily or alone to obtain their information for them. They do this instead of relying on themselves and conducting their own research. When you research for yourself, it allows for the beneficial placement of self into the alternate position of another. My personal position on masks are that they should not be forced since there are experienced medical professionals who have said countless times that masks don't prevent the spread of the virus and that they need not be worn at all during this time, particularly the masks that are being worn by most Americans, which are more so a piece of very thin cloth and as I understand it, virus particles are so minute that they are easily able to penetrate through cloth material. I also understand that the masks, the masks that would be beneficial such as an N95 respirator mask would need to be fit tested via specialized process and are single use only to be effective. I think that if credible doctors and surgeons weren't making such claims, I'd for one would be the first to place one on, but they are, meaning that there are credible alternative perspectives on this issue, and I think that those perspectives ought to be valued and respected as well. And since I think that mask wearers' intentions do come from a good place for the most part, I think that a happy medium would be to wear a mask if you like, if the research that you've conducted for yourself supports that claim, and vice versa. If the research that you've conducted for yourself does not support that claim and you don't want to wear a mask, then you ought not be forced to wear one. I am not at all for the shaming of individuals on either side of the spectrum since I think that it's very counterproductive and utterly unnecessary. My views 
of vaccines are not as developed as they they're not as developed as they are for masks and that may be because there's only been talk about vaccines to date and no one is actually um no one actually has a tangible vaccine on the market as of yet which has not prompted in-depth research on my behalf as of yet and so while I am a bit ambivalent at the moment, I am leaning more so towards not wanting one, not wanting a vaccine to be forced, whether it be compulsory or otherwise. The privacy issue that's being, the privacy issue with being tracked and traced, much of it is speculation at the moment as it pertains to vaccines. And I did include a video link in the section of the article that showed people being chipped and I found it bizarre. It was being done by a company and organization and I just had wondered why and about what happens when an individual leaves that organization. Is it then transferable or do they need to be rechipped? There are so many unanswered questions that I have regarding that. I just really associate being chipped with my pets that I own. I have a cat and recently have had a dog and they were both chipped and I owned them. And so what does that say about individuals? Are we indirectly saying that they're now owned? This issue is directly linked to freedom, which I am a strong advocate for. And so my views will always for the most part align with and stand firmly on the side of the equation where more freedom exists. The next issue is the amount of money that hospitals get paid to list a patient as a COVID patient. They are being monetarily incentivized to do so, and there are doctors across the U.S. who've been speaking out about being coerced, massaged, and probed to list deaths as COVID-related, even when they are clearly not. And I think that hospitals if hospitals are not being incentivized for influenza or any other virus that currently exists, I think that there perhaps shouldn't be incentives for the coronavirus unless it's absolutely warranted because it just opens the door up for greed or for those whose moral code may not be up to par to kind of run wild at the expense of American freedom. I personally I've had to deal with a COVID-related death in my family recently at the height of the outbreak. And I found many things a bit odd or off. For example, I found it odd that my family member, who was also elderly, 84, in a convalescent home, passed four, year, four hours after they confirmed COVID as if they had to secure the funds first before she could be released. I found it odd that on the death certificate, there were two other illnesses listed first and COVID last, just as the USA Today link says, it must be listed in order to receive the funds. I found it odd that at the height of the pandemic, the hospital was practically empty. It was like a ghost town. And I had gone onto at least three separate floors and the media clearly made it appear as if all hospitals were overrun and overwhelmed. Now, while it is true that I only visited one hospital and experienced one death, doctors all over the U.S. are and have been pretty much saying the same thing. And I don't 
think that it's at all coincidental. I'm interested in what your thoughts are about all of this talk about being monetarily incentivized the hospitals and being coerced to pad the figures. To obtain wisdom, a person must be open to placing him or herself empathetically in another person's shoes and needs to be able to find some balance in looking at an argument or problem from two sides of an equation. In our particular environment, this means opening oneself up to dialogue that exists on both ends of the spectrum. In this day and age, it's become a necessity in order to maintain our sanity to go to several sources to obtain news information and to be informed if we are listening to one outlet or several that operate on one side of the equation we are more than likely being misled or misinformed to an extent it is unfortunately the case that many have found themselves in the position of having to seek out several sources on their own accord in order to obtain a better understanding of what's really going on in, in society today Additionally, it ought to also be noted that he or she will also need to be open to questioning essentially everything that they've been taught to date since not one of us has all of the answers and since it is through questions that we're able to learn, evolve, develop, and grow. We should be able to pull ourselves out of an equation in order to dissect a situation or argument at its core without the inclusion of personal or various other ties that usually stem from years of conditioning or indoctrination. Always be open to what others have to say or share as we never know when something may benefit us or humanity as a whole in the long run. We are many times only able to learn new things when we are listening and so we should never be so fixed in our own views and perspectives that we cut others off from the start. We should be able to defend our views adequately, whatever they may be, because in the event that we are unable to, it often suggests a fair amount of weakness or lack of truth in our current stance. I think it's important to remain open, though we are sometimes scolded when we question things. I think that it's necessary, whether it be in relation to religion or otherwise, I think it's important to be humble and remain open to alternative perspectives and information and the learning of new things since it allows us to grow and evolve and develop. And while we are often taught to choose either this or that, whether it be from family, friends or otherwise, it can really be restricting and limiting to say and believe that I can only be, for example, a Republican or Democrat always and forever, or I can only be a Muslim, Buddhist, Christian always and forever. There are definitely times when you want to be firm and steadfast, and some of these examples very well may be the case for you, but there are also times when you want to remain open and flexible as well, especially when presented with new material, evidence, or otherwise that conflicts with pre-existing claims. There's a time and a place for everything.
What do you think about the current state of affairs as it relates to our environment? Do you think that vaccines and mask mandates are necessary at this time or no? Do you rely wholeheartedly on one source, on one side of the spectrum to obtain your information or are you open to alternative perspectives? Do you have a deep desire for the truth or wisdom? And if so, do you actively engage in doing things that will bring that about in your life? Feel free to let me know. I do encourage that if you've not already that you'd subscribe so that you'll be privy to and updated on the latest news, free trials, recommendations, and much more first. Share this podcast and discuss it with your friends and family further. Like me on Facebook. You can expect to hear from me periodically. Let's connect on karabookworm.com.